Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. Dom Knight here with Charles Firth and editor and columnist for The Shot, Dave Milner. Hello, Dave. G'day, Dom. How you doing? Yeah, very well. How's Melbourne? Charles is with you yeah, we're today. At, are you we're cooking at up the pub. Any plans for The Shot? We are. We are hatching evil schemes and drinking alcohol. And also, we have just done The Shot podcast, uh, which comes out... Well, actually, today. It will be out today. Um, new season, new episode, new year, um, and uh, and a great conversation with, uh, of course, Joe Dyer as well. And one thing I know about audiences is they love cross-promotion, mm, right, yeah. as a podcast is starting. You yeah, that's right. get off as slow as possible, most advertisement-heavy Not, not mention anything else, <laughs> just what other projects you've got on. Dom, anything you want to plug? I'm not doing anything at all at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing Wankonomics, which uh, premieres at the Adelaide Fringe on the 6th of March. Uh, wankonomics.com for tickets. What a fantastic way to make sure we Extremely have no Extremely reasonably priced. Is it? I doubt that. <laughs> all right. So in the news today, uh, look, Peter Dutton's um, helpful game of just asking for more clarity about the voice to parliament. What is it? Exactly what's going to be in the bill that uh, the government passes. That's what he wants to know. Just a few exhaustive details. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the boo-boo that the Australian government made where they accidentally forgot to reauthorise a key piece of legislation. Uh, just you know, anyone could do it. I hope it wasn't the law against murder. Because <laughs> that would be like one of the... Remember that The Purge where for one night a year... That oh, movie was where for one yeah, night look- a year... There's it's not a bad idea. I'm keen to find out what should be next. Like, we can accidentally forget to renew some piece of legislation. And there's an amazing uh, commemoration of the sacred site in the UK where Prince Harry lost his virginity. That's, uh, that's what they're talking about over there. But let's start with, um, with uh, the opposition leader, shall we? Peter Dutton. And uh, I know he's very much liked in Melbourne, Dave, Peter Dutton, for his um, contributions over the years to debates about law and order. In the Victorian capital. Yeah, if there's anything we love down in um, progressive Melbourne, it's former Queensland cops that like to instigate race fear. We're really into that. It's, yeah, <laughs> I can't do this in a straight face. No, he, um, Peter Dutton's in the news trying to muddy the waters around the voice. And he apologised yesterday, I believe, for not apologising. Mm-hmm. And how do we feel about that, guys? Well, why? Why did he apologize? Because we were talking about this the other day on, on the podcast. The, on yeah, the podcast. We he apologized because at the time he didn't he didn't want to be part of Rudd's apology because he thought that there would be consequences for the apology that that you know having done wrong, Australia would then legally be required to do right. And of mm. course, this is Australia that that was never going to there was never a question that that. Whatever, there'd be any consequences. Because it was entirely crime, symbolic. The victims of a crime never get a payout, do they? That's, 
I mean, he would know from the police system that when someone suffered a horrible crime, there's not any sort of statutory scheme whereby they get redress, is there? In any jurisdiction. That's not a well, thing. And he's also spent, you know, 25 odd years making these laws. He, he understands how it works. This is very much not what he was doing. So is he clearing, by apologising for not apologising, is he clearing the waters so that he can muddy the waters again with the voice? Is that the plan? To sort of reset, okay, now now I'm going to be fair dealing and I'm going to really throw sawdust in and just completely make everything really complicated and destroy this next thing. He sweeped up the previous sawdust so that we notice the next lot of sawdust. Right, yes, because otherwise there'd just be so much sawdust that you might just stop believing him. Well, we, the thing is, we've actually started talking about Peter Dutton again and we hadn't been for the last couple of months, so he's, he's actually working and we're falling into it. He is somehow walking this bizarre tightrope of spearheading the opposition to The Voice and creating doubt in people's minds about what it all is, while at the same time saying he's just trying to be helpful and constructive and he'd like to see the thing get up. It's an interesting little pirouette dance. I mean, John Howard would have just have said no. Tony Abbott wouldn't have stood for this for a second. Dutton's trying to somehow be a little bit teal and going, oh, look, it's a not a bad idea, but then also asking all these exhaustive questions about detail, which is exactly what Albanese, the PM, is trying to avoid the entire strategy of Labor is to avoid a conversation about what the voice is, which is what Peter Dutton is asking every second in the media. Does it also point to the stupidness of the Labor plan? Like, I don't know. Like, we, I mean, not wanting to, you know, deflect um, valid criticism from Peter Dutton for a sec, but, you know, when Ireland was facing a, a, a referendum to abolish all its anti-abortion laws... Mm. There was a real, there was a real sort of polarization in the electorate. Like the Catholic Church was staunchly against abortion rights for women, right? And and so what the government then embarked upon was a series of town hall meetings where they literally went around the entire country, and two hundred people at a time chatted through the whole issues, talked about the details, actually depolarized everyone. You know, people turning up being staunchly in favour or staunchly against and actually chatting it through with each other. And then they had this overwhelming vote in favour of abolishing all the anti-abortion laws. So I, I wonder whether, you know, that's the sort of thing that Labor actually has to embark Charles, upon. Charles, I, I mean this and in the nicest possible way, but that is literally the exact strategy that they're doing. I got an invitation in my letterbox today inviting me to some sort of a barbecue. There's actually funding for like barbecues to talk about the voice and what it is. Um, like in a couple of weekends' time. And this was up. the Labor Party. This was the this was the Australian government. I think I don't know who it was from. It was but it was broadly pro You should check. You don't just go to barbecues. Yeah, that's right. You need to know who's you know, inviting it could you to be a barbecue. Barbecue stopper. No, but look, they're doing this. They want to have these consultations. The problem is, Charles, that if you went to the barbecue and asked what the voice was and exactly what Labor was planning to do if the, referendum, if the referendum gets up, they wouldn't have an answer because the whole strategy is to not answer that question yet, for better or for worse. But is this the political strategy of, A, the ALP being aware that they're not very good at explaining things, it's not historically one of their strengths, but also in this environment, as soon as you're explaining policy, you're losing the conversation because everyone's tuning out. Well, except that... The other side is constantly going, well, what is it? 
well, what's in it? What's it going to be? How's it going to work? And if your whole response to that is, yeah, we're not having that conversation, then isn't the response, hang on, why? Why not? What, what are you trying to hide? It's Peter Dutton's um, sort of veneer of reasonableness in dealing with this is undermining it brilliantly because asking what something is before you vote for it is not, it doesn't intuitively seem like an outrageous question, even though I understand what he's actually doing is undermining the whole process. And if the voice doesn't get up, it will be because of this strategy. And, and it should be noted just very quickly that there is a 178-page document with plenty of fucking details on what the voice is. What Dutton needs is three PowerPoint slides. You know what? That's perhaps what the country needs. And, and it's also that isn't the whole point that Peter Dutton, the first time he mentioned that he didn't understand any of the detail, he then got asked, did you read the 178-page <laughs> document? To which he answered, no. <laughs> well, and it's important to know that that document... Well, maybe just fucking read your fucking materials. You that was all prepared while idiot. they were in government. Like this, this whole thing began while Peter Dutton's party were running the country, right? Like all of those... Megan Davis, yeah. all those consultations so, happened on their watch. So, so you'd think you so, might at least understand so what it if, is. If the question is disingenuous, why bother answering it? Like that's uh, like it's sort of a little bit like the you know the um, what was his her name? What was that? Catherine Deves. Remember the journalist kept on being primed to ask what what's a woman, right? Mm. And that's a disingenuous question. Like like. There was a sort of sense in sort of going, well, you're not actually asking that question. You're just being a dickwad. We're just going to not answer your question. I think that's what Albo's response is. Peter Dutton, you're a dickwad. There needs to be some sort of parliamentary motion about when you're a dickwad. And you should just be able to call it, not engage on their level, rise above. They go low, we go high. But but it's not working, right? Like, this thing's in serious jeopardy because of the way things have unfolded. And the thing that's so frustrating about it is that Labor's trying to learn from the Republic. They're trying to avoid getting bogged down in details about the actual, exactly what the law would do. But I think everyone understood what a Republic was, whereas with this, I honestly get the sense that a lot of people don't really understand what we're talking about when we're talking about a voice. And so I'm not saying I agree with Peter Dutton. The question we're being asked is, should this thing exist or not? Should par- I think you are saying no, that. I think you're literally saying the you parliament, agree with Peter Dutton. The, it sounds a lot like... The referendum question is, should the parliament you are. Be, you know, rule for a voice? That's going to be the name of the episode. Dom agrees with Peter Dutton. Dom loves Peter Dutton. Dom wants to have babies Dom's with Peter Dutton. Peter Dutton. <laughs> Dom's valentine was Peter Dutton. Oh, that's What's it. happening <laughs> is the Melbourne end of this podcast is ganging up on the Sydney end of it. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report news a few days after it happens. But the, the problem is, guys, that it's working. The problem, if, if Dutton's approach, if everyone's just going, oh, Peter Dutton, you're a racist. You're trying to derail this beautiful move towards reconciliation. Then that will be fine. But there's still the barbecues coming up, though. You think the barbecues yeah, yeah. will fix it? Go along to your barbecue. Oh, well, that's that's what happened in Ireland. It was it was a sort of plurality. I don't, I'm sure it wasn't barbecues. I'm sure it was just a piss up, piss up in a in some. Okay, sort so of let me ask tavern. the two of you. Yeah. What what is the voice? How's it going to work? 
No fucking idea. Well, I approve of it in principle, but we don't need to talk about the details. The principle's beautiful, though. Well, the principle is no. The principle is that there should is, be a voice, just, but the voice might just be, you know, the, the voice just might be Mark Latham shouting. No, Look who it's, knows. It's, of in, Mark Latham. it's a, a set of indigenous people who hmm. get to actually, you know, consult with the parliament and with the executive about the impact of laws on Indigenous people. I mean, that's the other thing is half the scare campaigns sort of going, oh, the voice department, it's going to affect, you know, completely irrelevant things. And it's like, no, 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 it's just actually saying nothing about us without us. Like that's literally the idea is if you're going to make laws about us, then you can't do it without us. And that's that's it. Right? But isn't the hilarious thing? Going, isn't the hilarious thing? There's all this debate about oh, what is it? What's it going to do? Oh, is it a third chamber of parliament? Which of course it isn't. It actually doesn't do a lot except provide consultation. This is the iron. No, it's not even a radical proposal. It is. The weird thing is that the lack of detail no, is making not. it it's look very, like a radical proposal when it actually is in no way a radical proposal. It's actually, if anything, a fairly minimal thing, isn't it? Like just. Just check in with us before it's, you make a law about it. It's an advisory board. They don't, they don't get a veto or anything. Yeah, it's an advisory board. It's self-selected amongst you know certain First Nations groups. Uh, it is very much just about policy that affects Indigenous communities. It is extremely meek. I mean, the, I guess the interesting thing that's been happening in the political landscape this past week is Lydia Thorpe mm. leaving the Greens and and her issues with the voice are from a sort of a, a much harder ultra left perspective of how can we negotiate unless we're equal partners her her perspective is we need two sovereign nations negotiating at the table essentially which is so much more you know for white australia that's the scary proposition mm. the voice is an incredibly safe mm. obvious no fucking shit thing and i do think you're right i think labor is walking into a glass door repeatedly here what they don't need, they don't need to get bogged down in Peter Dutton stuff, but they do need some really sharp, sharp, succinct messaging. But I'm, see, I'm not sure they are walking into a glass door. I, I kind of actually think that ignoring the disingenuous questions is is the most honest way to deal with them. I know Dom's confused, but I don't think... No, like, I'm not. I'm actually not confused. The stats I, are, aren't that... Like, like what, what has happened is it's gone from roughly... 60% general sort of vibe support in the community to 56%. Now that that is just not that different. Like 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 yeah, if it was plummeting to 35%, but I think that's more just like summer sawdust from Peter Dutton. But you and, know as well, you know that it's got to win a majority of votes in a majority of states too. So it's got to get over the line and that's that's where these things always fall down is four of the six states have to vote for it. On their own. That's the thing. So the latest news news poll, by the way, fifty six to thirty seven. That's pretty. That's pretty good for the Voice. Like it's looking pretty likely. But if Tassie, Queensland, and WA oppose it, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's just rely on Queen. No, but Queensland voted the most for ge- for marriage equality out of anyone. It did. Remember, they're radical. In- they're lefties and in Queensland the, these the, days. The, but Queensland's been. Yeah, but Queensland's just been taken over by the Greens. They'll probably vote to secede and become a sovereign nation on behalf of Indigenous people. Yeah, I'm more worried about New South Wales, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Remember New South Wales with the dickheads in the marriage equality debate? This is true. I know. This is true. I remind Charles about this all the time. I think I might move to Victoria, actually. 
Yes, it's 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 workers' paradise, from what I understand. <laughs> okay, I just I just want to acknowledge though, just before we move on from this, Sorry. That from from revealing that yes, the voice is not really that big a deal. If anything, it doesn't do a massive amount. It's it. I mean, it would be a lovely thing to. I can understand the the argument to have, um, no no not about us without us, but it's not like you actually have real power or veto or anything. So, it doesn't go nearly as far as it might. But also, none of us are members of First Nations, so we've just had a conversation about it without members of First Nations. True. I blame you, Charles. Very very, very Australian thing to do, though. I mean, it's what the Parliament would do, to be honest. We should elect a voice to the Chaser Report. <laughs> but, but hang on, okay, how? Okay, but I'm not going to give any detail. I'm not going to give any detail. I'm not going to give any detail about Dom, that. Dom, you need to support it in principle without <laughs> hearing the details. Otherwise, we're just buying into your your deflection tactics. You're just trying to spoil but it. But Peter now, Dutton now, wants to know, know the exact wouldn't... details of a bill that he could easily, with his colleagues of design, when they are in power. Now my my battery my laptop battery is running out of batteries. I, I know you want to talk about other things. You want to talk about, but I can't like literally. We've got to like I, I can't play. Has this barbecue in, run like, out of we're puff? Espy, we've been yes, here talking for fifteen right. odd minutes and we haven't resolved anything yet at all. It's exactly like the barbecues <laughs> are going to go. Yeah, I'll tell you what though. The ginger beer here is lovely. It's delicious. Very tasty. Nice view as well. We're at the ESPY in St Kilda. Oh, you're at the ESPY? Oh, yeah. What on earth are you doing at one of Australia's most legendary pubs doing a fucking podcast where none of us really understand the voice? They've got a podcast room. It's very Melbourne. Are you serious? There's a podcast room? Yeah, there's a podcast room. We're not- Why do we live here? I know. It's ridiculous. This, is, this, this single hotel shits on everything that Sydney has. Like, like literally... Like this one hotel is better than the entire sum total of all goodness that exists in Sydney. You got pokies though. We've got we've got multiple yeah, perites uh, getting involved in the electoral politics up here multiple too. Multiple There's a lot of perites where Dom one? came from. That's all I got to say about it. I think they keep on. Don't they keep on not re- returning ICAC's phone calls or something? <laughs> yeah, there was a moment this week when it was a genuine question for some sort of government body. I think it was ICAC. Where are the other perites? It's kind of like, just maybe ask the Premier. Maybe he'd know where his brother's Have you tried calling Dominic Perrottet? But they, they've you since surfaced. Let us know when that rum rebellion of yours finishes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dominic Perrottet on the rums would be quite something to see. I don't know if he's ever tried it. Come on, we've got to go. My battery's literally at like... Aggies from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Podcast Network. Someone give Charles a power cable. Yes, I need a power cable. I didn't bring one down. It doesn't matter. Melbourne has everything except a laptop power cable. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.